Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Lit AF with me, your host, Sarah Cohan. I'm always excited to um, be here with you guys again. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I thought I would do it a little different intro today. So I, um, the name of this podcast is Lit AF and I spent some time with my family this week and, uh, my mom had no idea what Lit AF meant. <laughs> she thought it was a literary podcast, which is so sweet and like totally up her alley and not so much mine. <laughs> not that's not true. I do, I do love me some books, but, um, not necessarily like literary books. So, um, in the vein of being lit as fuck, I thought I would um, talk a little bit about what is making my week lit AF um, to stay in the theme, see what how it goes. I don't know. We'll see what we like. So um, as I said, I spent some time with my family this week, which was so fun, a little crazy because of all the fires here in California. Um, it's just, it's super nuts. It's, I, it's feels like Armageddon down in Monterey, the cloud was, or the smoke was so cloudy, um, that I couldn't tell if it was fog or if it was clouds or if it was smoke. And then it had this like eerie misty, um, view. So my heart and thoughts are just in the minds of everyone who is being affected by these fires right now. Um, but yeah, so it was interesting being home and um, I had decided when I was home to tell my parents about my smoking habits. And this took a lot of courage. So I um, have been a smoker, or I was a smoker for about 20 years. My first cigarette was at God Camp. Who's with me on that one? I know some of you are. <laughs> you go to God Camp, you get a cigarette. It all makes sense. So, um, I have been smoking on and off most of my adult life, and I've quit many, many, many times. But this last time feels real, like really, really, really real. And um, I decided to tell my parents, and I was so scared and afraid and ashamed. And basically, I just like didn't want to disappoint them. Um, and then through this process, like I would practice in the mirror – um, over and over and over again saying, mom, I have to tell you something. Of course, the real <laughs> the real conversations did not go like the mirror at all, but the mirror was very helpful. And while I was doing this, I realized like so many things. One, yeah, I'm going to disappoint my parents. Like I'm never going to be the version of me that they want me to be. And that's like totally okay. So I had to just like let that go. And to their support or their possibility of their support to help me through that situation away. And so telling them was like so I don't it was amazing. They were they both listened, you know, they're not together anymore. So I had to tell them separately, which means I had to prepare for two separate conversations. And both of them were just really, really, really receptive. And um, it did not go as poorly as I thought it would. They're still talking to me. They still love me. So it's really cool. So I feel really grateful that I was able to have those conversations and um, proud of myself for like being brave. And it's definitely making me feel like, you know, lit up. Like I um, don't need to be ashamed of that quote unquote secret. Many of you knew, many of you have probably had one a cigarette with me, <laughs> but um 
it was something that I really kept hidden from them for as long as possible, which is a really hard secret to keep. If you're a smoker, you know what I'm talking about. Because you always smell like it. You're always thinking about it. Like you always want one. You're always sneaking away to have one. Or you're just currently having one right now. <laughs> if you are, I cheers you. So um, let's get into this week's episode. I'm very excited to have naturopathic doctor Corey Reddish on the show. And she talks to us about how to stay healthy right now. Um, tips and tricks on um, how to boost your immune system, and then her path to becoming a naturopathic doctor, as well as um, her little side company called Party Pack. So I hope you enjoy, and thanks for being here. All right. Well, please welcome everyone, Dr. Corey Reddish. She has been, hello, <laughs> she's been a practicing licensed naturopathic doctor for over 20 years. She runs the Feel Better HQ and Apothecary love that name, a naturopathic boutique clinic in Venice, California that offers naturopathic medical consultations, functional lab testing, vitamin IV drips, supplements, vitamins, and laughter. What is not to like there? She also started a line of highly effective party recovery nutrients called Party Packs. She has helped thousands of people through her private practice, leading cleanse programs, workshops, and providing vitamin injections and recovery support to people at festival events. And she's been a huge part of my kind of being healthier to my own physical body as well. So I'm so excited to have you here. Welcome. I love hearing that. Yeah. And I'm glad to be here. Yay. We're so happy to have you. So I just want to kick it off, first of all, by defining naturopathic doctor, because I don't know the definition. So I figured we could tell everyone in your own terms. A lot of people are like, is that a homeopath? And I'm like, well, homeopathy is one aspect of what we do. So Mm. there's lots of ways to describe or define what a naturopathic doctor is. But what I like to say is we bridge the gap between the conventional and the natural medical world. So we speak both languages. So four-year medical school. um, So you learn all the basic sciences, anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, physical diagnosis, lab diagnosis. Um, all the, all the things, all the ologies. And then on top of that, you layer, um, multi-year studies of diet, nutrition, herbal medicine, um, physical therapies. And, um, some people do Chinese medicine, some do Ayurvedic, um, homeopathy is part of it. So that's a little bit about the schooling. Um, and then in terms of, our philosophy, naturopathic medicine is basically founded on a philosophy, which is, you see here, it's, it comes in Latin if you want. Um, Ooh, let's hear yeah. it. <laughs> so the Latin is vis medicatrix naturae, which is the healing power of nature, like trusting the healing power of nature. So really understanding the body and the physiology and finding the obstacles that are standing in the way of the body doing its thing. Cause the body is ultimately designed to like heal ourselves. So we just have to find the things that are in the way of that happening and then using natural therapies to support that. Um, there's also uh, first do no harm, primo no primum no nocere. I might get the, the like conjugation wrong, but that's the Latin. I'm so- loving it. <laughs> Keep it up. They don't want space out of what they are. But um, first do no harm. So you want to do the least invasive method 
possible. So for us, mm. that creates a hierarchy of therapeutics, which is first you look at diet, nutrition. I mean, let me preface this by saying like every naturopathic doctor is going to have a different way of practicing, but mm. these are some of the fundamentals. So like some doctors are going to be like way more diet oriented than others, but there's always these foundational things like diet, lifestyle, physical exercise, water, the fundamentals that need to be addressed because no drug can replace that. Mm. You know, like if the fundamentals aren't in place, then real health isn't going to be possible. So the hierarchy of therapeutics looks at diet and nutrition. um, And then you might introduce some tonic herbs and then more specific therapeutic herbs or homeopathy all the way up to pharmaceutical interventions and surgery. Wow. So there's a hierarchy of therapeutics. Um, Treat the cause, tole causum. Nice. so that's, you know, essentially you want to get to the root cause of the issue. So when you're looking at any particular health problem, and this is really why we treat the individual versus the condition. For example, if you look at somebody with high blood pressure, uh, there's a number of different reasons why the blood pressure can be high. Is it a stress issue? Is it a kidney issue? Is it a heart issue? Is it a vascular issue? Issue. So you look at where's that coming from? And then what's underlying that and, and, and just keep working, working down the ladder from that. And then, um, docere, doctor is teacher. So that's our fourth primary principle, which the word doctor comes from teacher. Mm. So it's really, that's why we spend time with our patients. That's why we talk to our patients. That's why we want to educate them. So that ultimately, you know, people can achieve a certain level of like health and wellness and, and have the power and the tools in their hands to maintain that. Then my job mm-hmm. is just fine tuning or tweaking when things come up or acute things come up. So that's, wow. that's a summary. I love that. How the doctor is. So we have a whole under that philosophy there's like an umbrella of therapeutics and that's where different doctors have different skill sets and different tools that they use. Um, whether it is homeopathy or herbal medicine, nutritional supplements, specific therapeutic diets, physical medicine, hydrotherapy. Yeah. Wow. yeah. That's a lot. Injections. Yeah. Lots. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, so cool. That's so holistic. I love that. It's, you know, it's the OG holistic medicine. It's also like we, I was joking with my friends. I'm like, we're the original biohackers. <laughs> yes. The biohacking is sort of modern masculine movement of like really understanding physiology and how the body works and how to optimize that. And that's, we say that naturopathic medicine, it's, it's simple, but it's not easy. Like all this stuff, I'm like, it's not rocket science. It's not rocket science why you need to take a probiotic after you take antibiotics. But sometimes it's not always easy to do all the things or figure it out. Right. Or remember. (laughs) In my case. To remember, then then you would work on somehow making it easier, creating Mm. routines, finding a delivery method that works better for you. So that's why some people like injections and IVs. Cause they're like, I can't, I don't take things every day. 
Mm. So, and different, different things work better for different conditions. But I always just say like the best medicine is the one you're going to take. Wow. I love that. That's huge. Mm. Talk about meeting the patient where they're at. That's amazing. You have to, I mean, you have to meet people where they're at and then also not let them fall prey to their story Mm. or their excuses. You have to hold them accountable to certain And so different things can do that. You know, like some doctors are really strict and they're like, if you don't do this, you're fired. Right. Or or charge a lot of money. So you're like, I want to do what they're saying because, you know, you have to value it in a certain way and you have to value yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. That's huge. Well, that's so cool. Okay. So how did you get into this? What was your journey to becoming a naturopathic doctor? How did the Feel Better HQ start? Party packs, apothecary, everything. Oh my gosh. Okay, that's a lot. <laughs> Give uh, it to us. <laughs> talking. So I mean, excellent. We're, that's why we're here. <laughs> we were talking about this before I got on tape. It's like thinking about like what's your zone of genius or what do you really love to do? And I'm like, I really like talking to people. So, so like I love podcasts. So my story. Um, that's so fun. How did I get into this? Well, I was always a kid that was like bandaging the dog and giving people shots and fake shots. And, you know, like I liked the whole like doctor kit thing. Um, I, w- I was always watching, you know, when I'd get shots or when they'd like take my blood. And I just was always really fascinated with it as a kid. And science is something that came pretty easy for me. And um, when I was at university, I just, I was like, "Hmm, let's do biology. Let's do pre-med. And um, so I was doing those studies down at UCSD and I started working at a food co-op. And this was in the late 80s. Rock and roll. Were you born? Um, yeah, yes, <laughs> I hate myself. Um, but it was in the eighties and I was in college and I was working at a food co-op, which is basically like bagels and cream cheese and bulk bins. Um, <laughs> but, and that's what I joke at the time I was a bagel and cream cheese vegetarian, like bagels, cream cheese, sprouts and tomatoes, and then pasta and salad. Mm-hmm. I was a bad vegetarian. Um, which I think (laughs) a lot of people have been bad vegetarians in their life. You just get experimental and it's not always the best idea. Yeah. Um, But you have to try to realize it's, you know, not through it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was working at this food co-op and that's when I started expanding my mind. I did not grow up with healthy food. I did not grow up with health food. I grew up on Wonder Bread and cookies and things. Um, and I just started exploring a lot and I, and I had this experience where I had a sore throat and I was traveling with some friends. It was Thanksgiving. We were up at a friend's place in Palo Alto and I had a sore throat and we went to, um, we went to some sort of market. It was before Whole Foods, but it was like a Whole Foods type of market that had a natural supplement section. And I said, I have a sore throat. Do you have anything? And they said, well, here, look at this book. And it was actually a book on homeopathic remedies. And it said, 
it had what they're called rubrics, which are just um, very specific um, characteristics of different uh, qualities of the illness. So it was like sore throat, like red hot and throbbing, um, sore throat with a fetid odor. I mean, they have these weird things. They're all like old. And it said sore throat only on the left side. I'm like, oh my God, mine's only on the left side. And so I, I found the remedy and I said, you have this remedy and it was in a combination and I took it and it was like magic. Like my Whoa. sore throat away. So that's the thing with homeopathy. Um, homeopathy, if you get the right remedy is like magic. Wow. And there's, there's people that are like, I've done homeopathics and it hasn't worked for me. And sometimes it's tricky to get the right one. But when you do get the right one, I've just, that's the place where I've seen miraculous things that like aren't supposed to happen and don't have an explanation, but you, you just see these things happening. So that was, um, I think that it started making me go like, Hmm. And in my journey, I knew I wanted to do something in medicine. Um, and I thought I wanted to do, I love to travel. So I thought I wanted to do international health. And I went and worked in a medical clinic in Africa for the summer wow. and realized that wasn't really what I wanted to do. And then I worked in the public health department and realized that like, I was way too much of a like independent spirit rule breaker. <laughs> like I was a little too <laughs> in public health and I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna lie I can't even imagine you imagine you yeah <laughs> tape and reinventing the wheel and paperwork and I'm like yeah not for me um, <laughs> so no thanks <laughs> I appreciate what you guys are doing but this is the most ineffective system yeah ever. yeah um, and then I just you know, I was in school and I just was like, I wish there was, oh, and side note, I was at this co-op and I said, hey, you guys, like, what do you think about bringing in some herbs, some herbal medicine and some vitamins? And they're like, go for it. Here's your budget. So I developed this section of this um, health food store, which at the time there were like barely any vitamin, mineral, herbal, herb companies. There was one um, that came from Germany or Switzerland, but it was pretty slim pickings. It was wow. certainly not like, you know, I joke that now I live in like Goop, Goop Central. It's like, yeah, well, you do. here. And so <laughs> I've seen the industry. So I guess, oh my God, that was for like 30 years ago, 30 some odd years ago late eighties, late eighties, 30 years ago. So it's <laughs> seen it explode. Mm. Um, and so, um, from there I was doing all the pre-med stuff and I just couldn't get myself to, it's like, I don't want to take the, you know, to apply to med schools and take the MCAT. And I just was like, it's just not aligned for me. I don't know why. Mm. And I happened to be in the career library, which was at the time it was before the internet. Love. <laughs> there we go. They were, they were just binders and pamphlets from different schools and things like that. And I just looked up and I saw this binder that said naturopathic medicine. And I said, what's that? And I looked and there were brochures from two schools 
And I just was like, that's it. It was wow. all the basics. I, Cause I was saying to myself, I wish there was some kind of education that gave me all the conventional science background with a natural overlayer mm. and the science behind the natural overlayer. And, and that's what it was. And so then I applied and mm. I went the next year, there were two, only two schools in the country at the time. And now there are five and two in Canada. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah it's grown a lot. I think my graduating class had something like 60 people and now there's, you know, probably 150 in the graduating classes and stuff. Amazing. I love that. That's a long story, but that's that, that. Okay. So that's how I got into naturopathic medicine. Love that. Part one. And um, when you learned Latin part two. <laughs> high school. Pula. Oh my gosh. Of course. <laughs> um, I like languages. That's all I remember. That's amazing. What am I saying? No, that was amazing. But yeah, what are oh. you saying? Oh, girl and farmer. Oh, of course. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that. So, so yeah, I finished school. I um, started my first practice. I lived in a small town, Fort Townsend, Washington. Um, great town. Love it. My sister lives there. After a couple of years, I just realized I'm a Southerner. I like need a little bit more stimulation. All my friends were homesteading and building houses and gardening. And I I tried, I was like, I need to make jam and can things and pickle things. And then I completely failed. And then I was like, I don't even like jam. So I left. Um, (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) I love Fort Townsend. I still go back up there, but um, I moved south and I moved to the Bay area. So that's kind of where the whole party packs got started. And then after I literally like sold my practice and kind of joined the circus. And then after about 12 (laughs) years in the Bay area, I came back to Venice, which is my hometown. Wow. That's so cool. And then that's where we see the Feel Better HQ. Yes, this is this is the Feel Better HQ. Um, I just wanted to create a place where I said I can help people feel better quickly. So mm. I do a lot of quick care here um, with injections, which I with IVs. I used to do a lot of acute care, colds, flus, infections. I mean, I still am helping people with COVID, not in-house but virtually wow but i have a lot of sick people in here all the time and so it's it's interesting time because um you know as somebody that always used to see a lot of sick people um i always had to work i just always you know was doing lots of stuff to maintain my immune system immune support and i wasn't especially scared of getting sick i didn't get sick sick often at all compared to how many people I would see who are sick and, mm. um, no, or in the early days I was exposed to COVID a couple of times. Um, and thus far I've been okay. So what's your secret? Well, I don't think there's necessarily a secret, but I think when it comes to COVID, um, there's a lot of faces of COVID of the illness, a lot of different ways that it manifests in people. 
And for the majority of the people, it's either asymptomatic or very minor. And then there's people that get, you know, more intense cases where they're like, okay, I'm sick. You know, I've got a little bit of a fever um, or weird lost my taste or, you know, this really tired, these different symptoms, but they get through that. Um, and then you've got the people that get really, 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 mm. really sick and either die or um, have to spend weeks recovering and get almost what's like a post-COVID sy- syndrome. Wow. Situ- where things stick around for a really long time, like weird symptoms stick around for a long time. So um, it definitely is keeping me on my toes in Mm -hmm. terms of like learning things. And um, I mean, I think for most people, the best thing you can do is do the immune support things that we know about, like the supplements um, and certain herbs like vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, um, NAC there's, you know, there's, there's different things. Um, and then on a bigger scale, people really need to take a look at their inflammation, their blood sugar, their metabolism, their weight, and the, you know, the, the, the inflammatory and metabolic disorders that cause that imbalance and dysregulation and blood sugar, which is one of the like key you know, when we look at the what they call the comorbidities or the risk factors or when, when a lot of the people that do get really sick um i'm not going to quote a percentage because i usually always say 80 percent is not always precise but there's a large portion of people um that that die like the biggest percentage of course is the elderly and then the next biggest is people that have some sort of blood sugar or obese or obese. Um, mm-hmm. so a metabolic disorder of some sort. Wow. And then, and then also, um, people of color, mm-hmm. uh, black and brown people, indigenous people, uh, seem to be getting hit harder as well. And there's probably a number of different reasons for that. So, yeah. So that's, that's a little, Ooh, that was some real reality right there. Ooh, all right. But those are the steps. Okay. So for those of us that are um, not uh, testing positive for COVID, I like that you outline those steps for keeping your immune system boosted. Yeah. I mean, and that's what's going to allow this virus to really like move through and be gone yeah. is that it just is going to, it needs to like bounce through people and then peter out and it's going to bounce faster um if your own innate immunity is up to snuff and um you don't get sick i love that i absolutely love that what is your i don't even know if you can talk about it, but like what is your virtual care looking like for these patients um i have a covid specific consult that i offer it's through telemedicine, it's, you know, 20 minute consult and they just, you know, have go through all the symptoms that they have, the history of their illness, what they've done, what they haven't done, where they're at and, um, get them started on a protocol. Um, there's a spectrum of people I'm working with, like a lot of them, I mean, all of them have gotten better. So, 
Um, you know, nobody is really spiraled down. Like on wood. And Love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Just being able, I think for people, just being able to like call somebody that can help them just be like, ah, what do I do? And I'm like, here's what you do. Um, and know that like, I'm there to help them and support them. I'm working with a couple people that have kind of that post COVID, like still are short of breath mm. comes and goes sometimes just, you know, walk to the bathroom and they're just like, whoo, winded or, um, oh. People that are still nauseated after two months or still can't smell after two months. Wow. Yes, I've seen a couple of those. Wow. That's so cool that they, it's almost like a coach, though, for like getting better, which is so not at all what my health insurance provider offers. <laughs> so that's so cool for people to have. That's mm-hmm. amazing. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's got to be really Yeah. Cool. And I mean, my, what I, I mean, part of what I, part of my philosophy is like, no matter where you are on the health spectrum, you can always feel better. So even if you, you know, were the perfect, like raw, vegan, glowy, shiny, there's always things you can improve upon. Um, not mm-hmm. that all raw vegans are like perfect and glowy, shiny, but like, you know, <laughs> some of them, like, <laughs> hundred percent focused on like everything per, you know, everything coming into the body and the body as a temple and you're, you know, those people that are almost like breath Aryans, they're just sort of like vibrating, but people can always feel better in some way, shape or form. So, um, yeah, to maybe you've eaten wheat and dairy and coffee every day of your life and you, you know, rely on certain medications to just get you to sleep, to get you up, like whatever it is. Um, and we just start tweaking different things. So I work with people all over the spectrum, but I'd say Mm -hmm. my favorite thing to work with is, is cold flus and infections. And then also gut stuff. So, so and, and detox, I love detox. Um, cleanse and detox, not necessarily like acute drug detox, although I do some of that too. But, um, so people with gut problems, like I eat really well, or I don't eat really well, but I have chronic heartburn or I always have belly aches or I'm chronically constipated or I'm constantly bloated and I don't know what's going on. Um, I like to look at the, uh, I like looking at the microbiome. So we're learning a lot more about the microbiome, which is like we have over 800 species of organisms that live in our gut that do all these things. And so we used to just think they're just bacteria in there, but now we learn that they're very connected to our brain and neurotransmitters and how we think and how we feel. And it's also very connected to the immune system. Mm. And, you know, so for example, like babies, if they're um, not not gone through a vaginal birth or exposed to antibiotics somewhere in utero, their microbiome isn't well developed and they're more at risk for like non-infectious diseases, um, like uh, skin stuff, irritable bowel disease, obesity, crazy stuff. So I like looking, um, there's some tests that I do that actually look at like good bacteria, bad bacteria, yeast, fungus, parasites. How are you digesting? Mm. Are you inflamed? And I just find that when we can get the gut under control, all these other things get better. 
Amazing. That is so cool. That's so cool. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm on a, on a very, very long extended elimination diet. <laughs> yeah. So I want to back up. So when I met you, you, you were doling out vitamin B shots amongst other things and party packs. Um, and I, at that point was getting like bi-monthly auric migraines, which if anyone has ever had one of those, is like the most, it is the trippiest thing ever. Cause your eyesight is just mine were like waves. And so I would just see like sparkles and waves. It was almost like I was having an acid trip, but I was clearly not on acid. (laughs) And then the pain would set in about an hour later. So it was really definitely not an acid trip. (laughs) And, um, I was also like partying so much, stressed so much, and then smoking two pods of jewel every day. And what you said to me was, it's never too late to start taking care of your body. And you just said it like so matter-of-factly, so like no shame, passes the pass, like you can do this. And also like, why not? It's like 2020 was literally right around the corner. So <laughs> February, right? I, I know, I know, right? I, the irony of everything. I was like, this is going to be my year. <laughs> So in February, I actually, similar to kind of what you're talking about with coaching, I used my health insurance program to get a coach, health coach, to help me quit Juul. And it worked. So I haven't smoked since, which is amazing. And now I quit drinking and I'm just like kind of fine tuning um, my gut health. Cause like all these other kind of like weird residual things are still going on. So first of all, thank you. <laughs> it's been, huge. yeah. Right. It's never too late. You just called it. You're like, it's never too late. I was like, okay. <laughs> never too late. And for anybody to do anything. Right. And, and I think, you know, one meal can improve your mm-hmm. immune system. One walk around the block can help your blood sugar and then you can just build on those things. So I think sometimes when people get like so entrenched in particular health habits or ways of being, they're just like, oh, I bother. But it's just like, you just sometimes the little things, they start building up and you can really start steering the ship in another direction. And and, and people do it differently. Some people need like baby steps and some people are like, just give me the complete overhaul. Yeah. I'm, I'm an gonna overhaul su- person. <laughs> going to suffer quite a bit in the beginning potentially, but then yeah, there you go. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's so cool. So when I met you, you were um, passing out party packs, which I would mm. just love because the story of how you started party packs, I think is really, really cool. And I do think that there are some listeners just because I have decided not to drink for this, you know, for the time being. I'm so curious, like how it started, what inspired you to do it? And um, what, like kind of what have you seen your, um, your clients doing after? Yeah, except I have a box of them right here. Oh, let's I'm see. Looking, I'm looking at this uh, stack of them right here. These oh, I love it. Booze packs. Packs. <laughs> um, I love it. So, in the spirit of you know non-judgment, and in the spirit of no matter where you are on the health spectrum, you can always feel better. I was always looking at different way, you know, different ways I could support people, um, you know, wherever they were, wherever they were. And 
honestly, there were a number of my friends who were pretty hard partying people and ate organic food and were healthy in some ways, but they were also pretty rugged. A lot of them would build things. This was primarily in Port Townsend. They would build things. They would work on boats. They would work on a lot of toxic things and they would Mm. just drink a lot and treat their bodies pretty intense, intensely. And then uh, we decided we were going to go to Burning Man and I was really excited. Yes, this was in, I think, 2003, 2002 or 2003. Oh, wow. We decided to go to Burning Man and um, it was pretty small back then or smaller but these guys were great because they could build all kinds of things and they were, they were in charge of like building the camp. And so I thought like, what can I do? And one of the things I thought is like, let me try and concoct something um, to help keep them healthy out on the playa at a burning man. And my grandpa was a pharmacist. So that's also when you asked about the apothecary and how that came about, I, we didn't really go there, but my grandpa was a pharmacist and then I worked when I developed all the products at that health food store and then I graduated from university, then I went to work at a big independent health food store and I sort of worked in, um, I worked at the pharmacy, the like Chinese medicine dispensary at my school. Mm -hmm. So I always just liked having my hands on products and like staying in that. And that's one thing I really love. So, um, in both of my clinics, I've had, um, well, back in Port Townsend, I had a really big farm pharmacy because there was no online business. There was no Amazon. Um, so I just, you know, it was a, it was a bustling little pharmacy. Um, and at the time you could purchase a pound of magnesium citrate, a half pound of B5, um, a pound of 5-HTP. So I was buying these like raw ingredients and then mixing them together and putting them into a Capum Quick, which is this oh <laughs> those little things you can buy like at the pharmacy or the health food store that you can make your own capsules of wow. herbs that you make like 20 at a time. So um, I made, I think I made 80 capsules and I had them in a baggie and we went to Burning Man and I mean, the amount of alcohol and liquor and psychoactive substances and everything going around, I was like, oh, good Lord. And so I just like hand out these pills to these guys every day. I'm like, take your pill. <laughs> and then <laughs> the day they'd come back, they'd come like crawling back. Like literally, I think I have a picture of a friend crawling down the street and like, more of those pills and so I was like all right I think I'm on to something if they're asking for more so then I started I made them again and then people started asking if they could buy them so then I started putting them in manila envelopes and like stamping an envelope and taping it it was very rude and then um I started (laughs) making them into packets and from there so I made the extreme pack that was like the initial product which really helps kind of helps with brain neurotransmitters and detox and um 
like a lot of muscle tension and clenching. So mainly post psychoactive substances. And then um, I made the booze pack, which helps detoxify alcohol, helps the body detoxify alcohol. So um, it helps people, you know, definitely helps people like not, it's a lot easier to prevent a hangover than to treat a hangover. Hmm. Um, So if we can get intervention there, it's really helpful. And then also people, um, people with more indigenous or Asian heritage have a, they often have a deficiency of the particular enzyme that helps detoxify alcohol, which is sometimes why you see um, people get really red from alcohol. It's like, they're just not detoxified. So it's like literally a poison for them. Mm. So it's, just, you know, full of stuff that helps with that. That is so cool. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's how that came about. And it's been just a little cottage industry um, that, yeah. And, you know, as, as I go through life and my priorities and my interests shift, um, I don't know. I'm sitting on like what I'm going to do with these, with these little packets here. Ah, changing times. I like it. I just, I'm like, I like, I guess I'll put it out there. I mean, I've been looking for like somebody to partner with. So like somebody who's more of the business person, Mm -hmm. then I'm a concocter. Like I just want to concoct things and talk to people. (laughs) Yeah. But you're good at, you're so good at it. Yes. Funny. Yeah, that's rad. Well, best of luck with whatever that might turn into. <laughs> but I love it. And you have some big fans out there. I remember you had a fan visit you that oh, day. That's so, cute. <laughs> so cute. So cute. <laughs> this guy like messaged you that morning was like, I can't wait to meet you. I'm so excited. I've been like using your party packs forever. <laughs> he was like total fanboy. <laughs> It's kind of sweet. It's fun to have some fans and, and sometimes people, um, because I, I used to do some pre burning man events or every once in a while, I think that one we were at was a holiday event. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was a holiday event. So sometimes I'd go to, um, these events where we'd be, I'd be selling party packs or doing injections and, um, people would come up and start talking to me and then they'd start telling me about my product (laughs) (laughs) and they're like, yeah, you know, um, I I can't even remember, but they start telling me about my product and they're like, (laughs) I'm like, I'm Dr. Court. And they're like, Oh my God. (laughs) It's you. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute. I love that. I'm like, am I (laughs) Hey, that's funny. Yeah, you're just healing the world one festival goer at a time. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'd love to hear a little bit more about Feel Better HQ. I've seen photos. I haven't had the pleasure of going. And I'm sure it's running a little different right now, as you kind of mentioned. Um, but what can someone expect that goes there? Um, so the Feel Better HQ is my little... My little oasis. It's a little boutique naturopathic sanctuary. Um, it's right on, I call it Lower Abikini. So Abikini is kind of this 
hip street in Venice, which is really funny because growing up here, we would have never walked down Avakini. It was like, <laughs> and my mom would have been like, what? It was very dangerous. Oh, that's um, hilarious. Now it's like the hippest street in the country, but <laughs> it's it's been a little challenging since COVID. I'd say about like a third of stores are, you know, boarded up or mm-hmm. for lease and, and it's, you know, it's a little tough tough times, but mm-hmm. I'm on the, like the less crazy part, like the more roots part of that McKinney. Nice. Um, and, um, yeah, so I'm doing a lot of telemedicine right now. So doing consultations with people via, via video, um, doing lots of support around COVID. Um, and like I said, gut stuff and fatigue is another big one. So still treating lots of people, I'm doing some, people are coming in for injections and IVs. I'm doing COVID testing, COVID antibody testing. Um, and that's all on people that are not sick. Mm. So people are sick. That's another category. They're not coming in here. So we keep this place safe. And I have a very cute back patio where I'm doing all my treatments out there, which is pretty awesome. That's Actually, so awesome. I, I don't know if, you're in San Francisco, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what it's like for you guys up there, but down here, all the restaurants are built, you know, they're like taking over the parking lots with outdoor tables and outdoor seating and expanding out. And so early on, like back in March, I just really started developing the outdoor space so that I could use it more functionally. And I've gone a little bit bananas on plants <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think then and the nursery is like it's not just you I think like people having been home so much or just yeah. you know they're like well I can spruce it up or I can get into plants or you know sourdough or whatever people are getting into <laughs> just so many with my plants so it's a nice little like I said it's like an oasis back there um mm-hmm. and I am doing so yeah, I have my apothecary and products. I'm trying to do a lot of Instagram or Instagram lives to mm-hmm. disseminate information about COVID and often information that's not always heard in the mainstream media. Yeah. Um, that's a thing. So I've been loving those. I've been watching them. That you're so passionate about it, which is my favorite thing, obviously. But it's such good information. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, I'm glad it is, and I, um, yeah, I'm just like, just wanting. I, I feel like I like sharing information so much. That it's a really good format for that, especially you know when I get the technology right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> I love that. Well, what's like, what is the latest that you are hearing that you're kind of wanting to dispel? Well, I think that, I think what I was saying about like the next little video I was going to do was, was a little bit of a a download on the, on the faces of COVID and part of what's so frustrating about it. And, um, uh, I mean, I just lost a, f- a family member to COVID. And so that was really, uh, it was tough on one mm-hmm. hand, but on another hand, like she was in her nineties and, um, 
And uh, so it's, I guess my point in saying that is uh, there's, it's real. No, and I think there's, there's people who are even questioning that, but like, it's real. And, um, and then there's this post COVID situation and there's people who um, like one of the people I mentioned was uh, a, a, a doctor who was extremely healthy, like none of those underlying conditions. So there's like a rare few that, that just get taken down despite everything else looking good. And you hear about people who are like healthy and they got really messed up. But even then I dig deeper, like, were they really healthy? Like Mm -hmm. what was their diet looking like? Um, What, what, you know, did they have, you know, were they pre-diabetic? Because a lot Mm -hmm. of times people are perfectly healthy and then you look and they're just eating lots of junk food and stuff like that. So, so there's that category of healthy. And then there's actually people that are really, really healthy that are getting it, but you wonder about what genetics or um, potential latent autoimmune disease or something like that. But then also the take home with that is that the majority of people are fine. Mm. And so what I'm realizing with COVID is that there's just a really, there's a broad spectrum of manifestations of the illness and therefore there's a broad spectrum of fear tolerance or risk tolerance, I should say. Mm-hmm. So I feel for myself, like I take precautions um, and I have, I have a bigger risk tolerance in, in terms of like my own personal than other people. Um, and, and then there's other people that are just very terrified and like, don't want to leave their home and are sterilizing the crap out of it. And I guess what I'd like to say about that is please know that like, and, and I also think that we've gotten, everybody has their own experience with it. And it's also regional depending on like where you're living and what activities you're doing. Um, and you forget kind of what it's like out there in the world or what it might be like in other places or for other people, whether you're living somewhere out the country, out of the country, out in the country and not wearing a mask, um, and not needing to really wear a mask because you're not really around other people versus like if you're in the city or somewhere more populated, like a mask is a very, you know, is a good idea. So, um, I just think there's a, um, a real wide range of risk tolerance of fear and um, that I, I would like to help people who are more feel fearful, um, not feel like they're sitting ducks, mm. like find the ways to support themselves and get their health house in order. So I'm working on putting together like an immune resilience class that'll probably be four or six weeks to, actually go through the different aspects that create like a good immune system and get all those ducks in order. So you're not a sitting duck. Oh, I love that. Do you, okay. One, if someone wants to sign up for the six week course, I'm so curious how they can do that. Mm -hmm. And then two, oh, go ahead. Yeah. So we'll start there. 
Yeah. So that's in development right now. And I don't have like a clear, like, here's where you register. But if you are interested, um, you can either uh, DM me. Well, the best thing would be to send me an email at info at drcory.com. That's I-N-F-O at D-R-C-O-R-Y.com. And so also if people are wanting like more suggestions about what to eat or what, what things they can do to support their immune system during this time, what kind of activities I have a, a handout that's available. And, um, the easiest way to access that is through my link tree on Instagram. I think it says like sign up for Dr. Corey's I don't even know if I can say COVID immune handout, but I think it might say immune handout and you just, um, you know, enter your email and it gets sent to you. So that's been helpful in case you're wondering. Right on. I love that. And we'll link that below as well. Um, and I'm curious too, for those people that are sitting like sitting or fear, like sitting ducks, afraid of COVID, do you think that fear is like affecting how they if they are infected, how that will react. Yeah. So we know that like fear and stress is, uh, uh, suppresses your immune system. Mm -hmm. Um, and also, I mean, one of the best things you can do in that situation is breathing. I mean, we should Mm -hmm. all be doing like breathing anyway, because COVID primarily affects, well, one of the main places that we know that it affects is our lungs, right? Or a lot of some people that are dying are dying from the secondary infections from pneumonia. So we want to work, make sure our lungs are working well. So glad you, you know, it's good you stopped the jewel. Stop yeah. the jewel. Right on time. Who knew? <laughs> um, and so, you know, something simple like a box breath, which is, you know, breathe in for four hold it and breathe out for four. So like immediately, I don't know about you, but I do that. And I'm like, Ooh, yeah. Um, but if you could just get that breath, get oxygenated, calm your system down. Um, there's lots of things that you can do for stress and anxiety and fear. Um, fear also affects the kidneys in, you know, in Chinese medicine, that's the energetic of the kidneys and, um, and COVID also affects our our kidneys. So Mm -hmm. we just, um, the, the cortisol that's produced. So if you're, if you're stressed out, your cortisol levels go up and higher cortisol suppress, you know, like suppresses the immune system. So, there's all these ways that stress is connected with um, immune function in the field of neuro, uh, immunoneuro, psychoneuroimmunology. That is it. It's like, yeah, psychoneuroimmunology, which is like the mind and psychology, the nervous system and the immune system. They all, they're interwoven and it affects mm. the gut too. So, mm. um, if you're, if you have higher cortisol levels or you're stressed out, you're not going to have um, a good, healthy immune defense in your gut either. So, um, I'd say breathing is a really good way to do that. Getting out in nature, I mm. find for me, especially when you when you get vortex in your zone of COVID, whatever it is, like get out into nature and 
I mean, if you need to listen to some music or something while you're out there, fine. But like, try and just like remove the stimulus, like remove the phone, remove this, just be in nature and, uh, observe it through your eyes. Listen, like observe it through your senses, get back to your human animal self in a Mm -hmm. certain way, because our human animal self were designed to um, live in more harmony with microbes. We have to live in harmony with microbes. And this has like thrown us for a tailspin. So it's just like kind of come back to the fact that we're, we're not just these like uber vulnerable beings, but we are animals that have evolved to be in harmony with our environment. So that gets us back there. I love that. Nature walks, everyone. You heard it here first. (laughs) I love that. Oh, well, this has just been amazing. Um, I'm curious, is there anything else that you would like to share with us? I think we covered a lot. I think we're good there. So good. So illuminating. I really appreciate it. Um, Well, I will link all of your social medias and websites and emails below. Highly recommend checking out Dr. Corey online and you're taking online appointments, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So if you want to. Yeah, there's a scheduler. You can um, schedule through my website, which is drcorey.com. It's very no nonsense. I um, yeah. I love that. And you can see a very open, accepting, non-judgmental nature path down in Venice. <laughs> the power of Zoom these days. I love it. Thank you. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. That's it for today's episode. If you have a moment, please rate and review. Hit subscribe to keep up with new episodes and pass it along to a friend. Thanks again for joining. I hope you'll come back for more. In the meantime, check out sarahcohan.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com.